Hello, everyone. This is Shane O'Quinnis, Garage Rant, where we talk about everybody and everything. And I got a good one for you today. Have you ever really thought about who you work with in shops or where you have worked? And you start thinking about these shop characters. That's what I like to call them, shop characters. Because every shop's got these unique individuals. Some of them drive you crazy. Some are just assholes. And some of them are just, just I don't know what. I don't know what you would call them. I got thinking about that the other day. So I come up with a list of individuals where I've kind of narrowed it down. I mean, I've been doing this for 30 years, so I've met all kinds of characters. And some of you don't really think about it at the time. But you look back on it, you think, man, that dude, he was just crazy as hell. <laughs> or this guy, you know, he was totally incompetent. How the hell did he get a job? But here's a list. I'm going to start this out. This is actually called, this dude here, we're going to call him the hose man. Or we, he could actually goes in with 30-year man. They're about the same person. Hey, that person, the 30-year man, he knows everything. He's been there for 30 years. No matter how wrong he is or how right, he'll bring that up in a sentence. I've been here for 30 years. Well, that don't mean that. I mean, you don't know how to do hell to do your job. And he's the same guy who, you know, every, what Bay works in, he's got to have the hose. People working in the shop know this guy because he's got to have that certain hose. He can have 100 hoses in that shop, but it's got that one particular hose that it just curls up right or it just rolls right. It's made out of the right material or it cleans easy. This guy, he is pretty much a lunatic. But he'll work in eBay in the shop as long as you supply him with that hose. But God forbid that nobody uh, drained the air compressor one night and he gets water in the hose. Well, that's the end of the freaking world. We've got water in the hose. But that's a 30-year guy. I mean, just because he's been here 30 years don't mean he knows how to hell to do his job. I don't even know why he's still there. That's just one individual. Then I got to think about it the other day. You know, we used to, I mean, everybody used to smoke years ago in the shops. I mean, it looked like a damn pool hall in there halftime for all the, Everybody's smoking. So he had the cigarette man. That's what we call him. He smokes way too much. Never gets nothing done. This asshole walks around all day with a cigarette in his mouth and just uh, bitches about everybody and knows everything. He can sometimes be confused with a 30-year guy, but he ain't been there that long. But he just likes to walk around with a cigarette in his mouth, smoking and getting nothing done. Then wonders how come his check is short. <laughs> so, them dudes, I have seen a lot of them. I mean, I will not hire nobody that smokes. I'll just tell you that. Because I've been in shops, and these guys, somebody will walk out and smoke a cigarette, then half the shop's out there smoking cigarettes. And before you know it, nothing's getting done. you got 10 guys standing around talking, smoking cigarettes. So, I worked at one shop, and Dan, the guy at Run Place, he was great. One of the greatest managers I worked with. And he finally set up a smoking area out behind the shop. And it was a good 50 yards from the building in a circle of about three foot in diameter. And that was he had it put in the company handbook. That was the only area you could smoke in on the property. So that sort of winged the smokers there. But there was a few guys that would still walk out there and smoke in the damn rain under an umbrella. That just blew my mind. They can't put it down for long enough to do that. But that's, that's the guy's the cigarette man. Another one you get. You get Dollar Jim. This guy worries about how much money everybody's making. I have never figured that out because he ain't going to get none of it. But he just likes to run all over the shop complaining then about everybody's pay. So that's the guy you do not want to tell how much you're making because he will post it all over the shop and be complaining about it. No matter if you're the lowest paid or the highest paid, it don't matter. This guy's going to bitch about it from some, from one aspect or the other. I'm kind of like screwing with those people. I like to tell them I'm making something ridiculous or I'm getting paid, you know, something extra just to really piss them off. That way they can go complain to somebody. Well, my first job was at a Firestone. You know, we were doing mechanic work. I did front end alignments and that sort of thing, front end suspension work. We had one guy, Jimmy, at work there. That's what he was. That's where I get that from, Dollar Jim. 
he was all time wonder. So we had it. We started to remember me and the other mechanic there that we got paid uh, percentage, you know, on upsells and all this stuff, which we did. We got paid a certain salary, and that was it. But God, Jim, that like drove him crazy as hell. He finally aggravated the owner. Some <laughs> owner kind of told us to leave him hell alone. But that makes for good good fun. Old shop, watch this asshole run around and worry about what everybody's making. And the next one, this guy here is called Ass Hat. I don't think that needs no explanation because every shop has got an ass hat. This guy here just—he's just a pain in the ass all the way around. And they'll just drive you absolutely crazy and screw up all the flow in the shop and, and just all the morale. It'll just—that guy there—he just needs to go. You need to kick him in the nuts and fire him. That's all you can do for that guy. Next one you get—you get these guys that's a prima donna. Those guys know everything there is about a car. They don't—nobody knows more than they do. And I've come to find out most of those guys come from GM dealers, whether it be, you know, a Chevrolet or a GMC or whatever. If it's a Chevrolet dealership, that was your Corvette techs. We don't do them but work on Corvettes. Oh, that's comical there. Then if it's a GMC, of course, I worked on that. all the Denali's. You hear them guys. I used to work for one of them guys at RK. He was like it. He's a big time prima donna. We once got this car in. It's a Corvette. It's a what was it, a 59 Corvette. It's on an Art Morrison chassis. Of course, it's got a Corvette engine, transmission, drivetrain under it, under like, out of like a C5 Corvette. So it's got all the electronics and all the hoop blue on that. So this thing comes in, it ain't running right. Check engine lights on, which that sounds funny in this Corvette, but it carries over. So this guy, they give this guy, because he's the Corvette tech. He knows everything. So he gets his car. It's got a laundry list of of uh, codes in it and all this crap and he's working on this thing for a week he cannot get it to run right he's constantly got a laptop hooked to it he's running tests he's doing this crap and finally one of the other guys in the shop you know he's just a older guy he's just a, one of the nicest guys i ever met you know he just took everything in stride he walked over to the dan he said dan i know what's wrong with that car and he's like well what do you think's wrong with it he said man probably just needs fuel filter he said i don't think it's getting right fuel pressure so, you know, what's a fuel filter? 10, 20 bucks. We go have Napa deliver one. It's late at night by this point. Let's him throw it on there. Put that baby on there, fires up, thing runs like a champ. We cleared the coach in, <laughs> drove it around, run perfect. Next morning, the prima donna had a cow. Somebody took his job, even though he's the dumb shit that didn't check the fuel pressure. You have those guys. You have got all the guys like that. If they can't plug a laptop into it, they think they can't fix it or it can't be fixed. So, that's that guy. That's what you get when you get a prima donna. Those guys, oh, they drive me crazier than the other dudes. <laughs> so, now, you switch gears and you leave from those shops, there's repair shops and whatever, to hot rod shops. That's what you get a lot of those guys. They're transplants, you know, who can't work in a dealership no more, so they go to a hot rod shop. I think that's why we get some guys that just drive you crazy. So, in that turn, you get this guy we call a hot rod Elvis. Them guys, now that's a unique individual, too. He wants to be a famous car builder. He wants to be the next Chip Foose or Brian Full or something like that, you know. So he goes around, talks a big game. He never did about half the shit he's ever said. So he's basically a con man. <laughs> That's what I like to put it. But he's all the time, I mean, he's the guy who's the SEMA whore. He gets a SEMA pass, and he runs around all the vendors trying to get all the free crap he can. Well, I'm going to build the next car. I need this sponsor. I need that sponsor. And basically, at the end of the day, he just wants all these parts he can take and sell them or whatever. I don't know. But we worked with a few of them over the years, too. Hot Rod Elvis, trying to get the free stuff and just make everyone else look bad. Like he's never done nothing bad in his life. And there's a laundry list of those guys. Go up to Mooresville, North Carolina. 
and you'll see a lot of them guys. You walk in any of them shops, they'll tell you about a hot rod Elvis they once had working for them. <laughs> they they wised up and got rid of their asses. The next fun individual you get, you get this guy, we like calling him the gobbler. Now, we, it's, we, that's a kind of a polite term we try to do with them, but they used to be called other names I really won't go into right now. But that's the guy who's more than a brown noser. He'll actually go under a desk of anybody. It doesn't matter. Just try to advance his career by going under the desk, if you know what I mean. We had four guys at one shop that was doing that. I'd done a picture of four different sets of shoes hanging out from under the shop, under his desk, and that sort of pissed him off. I don't really care. It's kind of fun. Of course, then you got the other, the last one that I, I think is more of the most fun. And I'll actually keep one of them guys around the shop because they just make everything interesting. You get Joe Shit the Ragman. Joe Shit will just do the dumbest stuff ever was, but sometimes you just got to laugh about it. As long as he don't get hurt or hurt anybody or destroy somebody's car. We had a lot of them guys working in the shop. Joe Shit the Ragman. You've heard me talk about him before on here in different podcasts. But the, some of them guys will just blow you away with their intelligence. I built a 383 stroker motor for another shop several years ago. You know, just put it all together for them and stuff. And uh, actually run it on an engine run stand so it was tuned, ready to go. So when they uh, took the engine, of course, they, you know, they used their carburetor and distributor and accessories like that. So they take it with them. Put it in the car. They put it in a 69 Camaro. They went to fire it up. And uh, this thing made us to horrible noises. You won't believe the stuff they said this thing was doing. I said, well, I'll come over next morning. We'll, I'll check it out and see what it was. So we the next morning, started looking at this thing, started checking it out. And so things, the annoying fired up. Started checking over everything. And these jackasses, this guy he had working for, they had stuffed rags down in the intake where the carburetor would sit until they got ready to put the carburetor on. This moron put the carburetor on it, didn't take the rags out. So in red shop rags, I got sucked in the engine, and they was just wrapped up in there everywhere. I had to take the damn heads off that thing to get the rags out of it. <laughs> it was a damn mess. I could have beat the guy to death. But they paid the bill. <laughs> I think that guy lost his job. That's just some of the stuff you see in some of these shops. Some of these guys are just, you know, just negligent and just, I don't know where they come. But they, sometimes they are pretty entertaining. They just ain't entertaining for the shop owners because they got put up with the insanity these guys bring with them another little quick story there's a shop in north carolina i think it's outside of charlotte it might be towards Troutman or whatever had a guy up there you know they was i guess they were placing a fuel pump in a car or something but anyway they had to get the gas out of the tank you know where they could work on it whatever so this moron he thought it'd be a great idea to take a shop back and suck gasoline out of the tank that didn't work too good the gas fumes soon as they hit that electric motor everybody knows what happens when you put a spark to gasoline because water didn't burn the damn shop down I would have paid to see the damn get look on the guy's face and that thing blowed up. <laughs> I wondered he get killed. It couldn't have been much gas in that tanker. It probably would have killed his dumb ass. That's what goes into that. That's what my dad used to say all the time. He said, there's too much safety equipment in the world. You need to wing these idiots so they don't reproduce. So he, one of his favorite things was that picture. That's a pretty famous picture when we're building the Empire State Building. All them guys, you know, just sitting around on a, on a, on a big beam, you know, just having lunch. He thought that was great. But my dad was a coal miner, so they had to, he said, coal miners that were stupid didn't last long. <laughs> Something happened to them where they got piled under a pile of rock. But he said, that's how you wean the idiots out. You pay attention. So that was one of his favorite things. Too much safety equipment. I think about that every now and then. Yeah, I even catch myself, you know, using that same phrase. Too much safety equipment. Too many guards on this piece of equipment or this tool. But I don't think it's there to save a person's life more than it's there to save them from a lawsuit. Because everybody wants to sue somebody for now. 
for their stupidity or their negligence. I guess that's why it's on there for Because, you know, if it's got a warning on you read these warning labels, well, don't do this or don't submerge this heater in the bathtub, that some jackass has done that and they're now dead and their family's rich from it. That's one thing I can figure. And those, my friends, are some of, some of the damn nut jobs and characters that I've worked with over the years. I mean, they, some of them, there's a lot more, believe me. So um, there's a lot more. That's the condensed version, I guess you could say. <laughs> one of these things, I'll get a couple of my friends stop by. We'll sit down and talk about some of this stuff. I mean, it, there's some funny shit out there. And there's some stuff out there that makes you wonder, like, holy crap, they did what? <laughs> so until then, I'm Shane O'Quinn, and I am out of here.